0: It
1: takes my I'm an adult I'm allowed a burrito Clearly I fucked up By trying to catfish my wife
0: Sometimes you say things That make me question Is Ben a psychopath?
1: I am Lucifer
0: I am really uncool What do you mean I would be? Hello, I'm uncool
1: Yeah, jeets She gave wolves and thang
0: Away, Away, Queen Radio It's in Ramblings
1: When you become a saint, the criteria is you have to perform three miracles. Yeah. Don't you think one miracle is impressive enough? Like, why is the bar three miracles? That seems so high.
0: Maybe you're just like, that's my victory lap. So I think you need to be reliable enough. Because if you're just doing a miracle, you might be like, thanks for my life on earth. (laughs) Here's a gift, my parting gift, homies. Whereas three miracles, it's like, I'm here to stay. I am trying to help you guys out. That's my theory.
1: So, like, if you met someone who was on their way to sainthood...
0: I think you have to be dead first. I think the miracles have to be, like, posthumous, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think that's true.
0: Or are they during your life? I'm not sure. Can I I do three during my life and then die?
1: Yeah, I think that's how it works. I think you do three miracles during your life and then you become a saint once you've died.
0: Right. Because I thought it was you died and then you had to do three.
1: Well, then, how do they attribute them to anybody? It's not like you can come yeah. back and be like, that was my miracle. Like all those, all those. Maybe that's why you
0: have to do three to like establish an MO. They're like, this could be anyone, and they're like, ah, you know, three switches that were previously broken outside of warranty have been fixed. This could only be the work of Ben.
1: Right. This is why you think that there needs to be more than one miracle because your bar (laughs) for a miracle is so low. These that is not a miracle. A miracle is like using, you know, a single loaf of bread to feed a village, walking on water, this kind of thing. We're talking Jesus-level miracles.
0: So you have to be dead for five years, by the way.
1: Yeah, but you have to do the, the miracles during your uh, lifetime.
0: I'm having a look. I'm not sure.
1: I'm just saying, if I do two miracles, they're called miracles for a reason, because it's miraculous. It, like, that's not good enough?
0: No, so I was right. Otherwise, a miracle brought about by the intercession of the saint must occur and be verified by the congregation.
1: How do you ever verify that, like...
0: I guess, like, I prayed to Ben, and then my son was healed.
1: Uh, That's awfully convenient, isn't it? (laughs) Because I could pray pray to you.
0: Mm. Well, just pray to me a lot.
1: Well, I could pray to, like, ten people.
0: And eventually, like, it's got to work out.
1: Yeah, I want to be... I want to witness for these miracles. I guess that's... Why, uh, I guess what that's... do you mean?
0: You want to be a witness? Is that what you said?
1: Not necessarily. I just want there to be.
0: Oh, I thought you said you want to be a witness. You want there to be a witness.
1: Yeah, I thought there was more proof than this, is all I'm saying. Like, if there's like a weeping statue of the Madonna in like a church mm-hmm. or something, and like a whole uh, congregation sees it, that's, I would classify as, that as a valid miracle.
0: I think bringing a Switch that was outside of warranty <laughs> and profoundly broken is a miracle. No, That because could it change could someone's just, life right now.
1: Maybe it just got jiggled back into position.
0: No, what if Nintendo looked at it and they were like, "There's, all no- oh, right, we'll send it to Nintendo. And Nintendo's like, there's no way this could have been jiggled. This is an act of God.
1: You're talking about it. Ben. I didn't realise you were talking about Nintendo Switch. I thought you just meant like a light switch or oh, something. No. That, that changes everything, obviously.
0: I meant Nintendo Switch, sorry, or like PlayStation. So it's like in the middle of the pandemic, my PlayStation broke and it's like outside warranty and the playstation people look at it and they're like wow it's been like it was broken and it's soldered back on this could only be through divine intervention
1: all right if we're talking video game consoles this mm. exact thing happened with the xbox 360 there was a commonly occurring hardware issue called the three red lights of death yeah where you tried to turn on your console and instead of the whole uh no, there's like a little um Here's circle an area of green lights
0: where I think there's a lot of overlap. Okay. The names for tech issues and horror movie names. Well, yeah,
1: like Three Red Lights of Death is it's it's not a fun one. That's why they call it that because <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh shit, I've got the Three Red Lights of Death. This is serious.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Like many IT problems I think would also make great horror movie names. Like there's the blue screen of death, like the three rings of death.
1: You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to see the new movie, DDoS attack. That's that's a scary <laughs> one. All <laughs> I'm saying is that you st- like usually when the console is working fine, it lights up green, right? And when it's busted, instead of the four lights all turning green, three of them turn on and they're red. And so what people would do is they would put a towel over their Xbox, and mm-hmm. so it would get so hot that it would, like, melt back together and work again.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that has a reasonable explanation. But so
1: like, you're saying that this is exactly the scenario that you're talking about with, like, Nintendo no, it sold it's itself Nintendo, back together.
0: No, because Nintendo, are like, well, you put a towel over it, Heat did it, whereas this is like, there's no humanly possible way this could have occurred except for praying to Ben. <laughs> But also, you can't become a saint—at least, not a Christianity. You have to be a Christian in your life. So, I mean, uh, you're
1: saying that I'm, I'm in. You're saying that I don't have time to become a Christian. Yes. Also, I was christened. Does <laughs> that, that not that count? How it
0: works. No, I think you. you know. Oh my god. Well, yeah, let's get into the deep uh, theology of what makes someone a Christian on the podcast. I know that's why people tune in.
1: <laughs> I feel like the very specific rules about. This bullshit is exactly why people tune in.
0: I think it's, you have to believe in God.
1: Yeah, you said in your life. I don't feel like
0: that's specifically that rule.
1: Does that mean at the time of your death or ever in your lifetime?
0: I don't know. Good point. I think it has to be maintained till you die.
1: But what if I'm like born again? Like what if age 50, I suddenly believe in God?
0: Yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, so we've got plenty
1: of time to become a saint. All right. Or at least to claim that I believe in God, so maybe <laughs> in the afterlife, when a switch melts back together, they can be like, Ben did it, boom, three switches, Ben's a saint.
0: Yeah. I'm just, I just don't know why you would say a switch working again is not a miracle. I mean, a statue's weeping, that's useless. My switch working again would, like, I nearly cried with relief when it my- It doesn't have
1: to be useful.
0: I know it doesn't.
1: It's just a mirror It just has to be miraculous.
0: I know it doesn't, but- like, I'm just saying, you, you said the Switch thing is stupid. It's, I would prefer that miracle to happen to me than a weeping statue.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you get to choose your miracles.
0: No, you don't. But I just think, don't bandy around whose miracles are stupid when mine would be pretty great if it happened to you. Like, I nearly wept with joy when my 3DS came back from the grave. Maybe I should <laughs> check that it wasn't done miraculously. And I'll who, make sure yeah. there's a technical explanation.
1: Who told you how to fix your 3DS? This guy. <laughs> you're
0: not dead.
1: Miracle number <laughs> you one have been dead confirmed. for five years. <laughs> hey, yeah, but I've got to get these out of the way early. What's <laughs> up, everybody? This is Ben.
0: And this is Vicky.
1: And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 220, a very miraculous episode. Last episode, we uh, discussed the Jack and the Beanstalk fable.
0: Yeah. Is it a fable? Does it have a meaning? What's the meaning?
1: Uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, don't let giants steal your shit.
0: No. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I
1: don't know what the meaning is actually. Like I thought because we t- we discussed the portion of the uh, story where they cut open the golden goose to get its eggs. And so I would have Yeah, I
0: don't I didn't know about that part.
1: Well, yeah, it turns out that's a different fable, which is probably why you didn't
0: Oh, well. Yeah,
1: so I I just you. wanted to clarify.
0: In my mind, cuz I'm still 15. Yeah. Vindication by Dashboard Confessional is playing.
1: I'm not familiar with that one, but... Uh,
0: really? I am vindicated. You obviously went into the uh, pop punk scene.
1: I feel like I was, though. Maybe I'd recognise it if I... Uh,
0: you would. If I wasn't singing it like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jack and the Beanstalk, as we discussed, Jack does have to steal a golden goose from the giant. So there is a golden... Or a goose that, like, lays yeah, the golden Yeah, but I eggs. thought,
0: like, the end of the story is he kind of chops down the... Um, down the beanstalk. Yeah, while he was on it, the, the giant was on it. So I guess the moral of the story is have a safe, accessible way into your house.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not a beanstalk.
0: Uh, yeah, don't live in a tree house. That's the moral of the story.
1: Don't live among the clouds. Exactly. Or always wear a parachute if you're uh, rapidly descending a beanstalk.
0: Also a good point.
1: Yeah, but there's another fable called The Goose That Laid the Golden Eggs, also known as the Overfed Hen, and that's the one where they cut open the golden goose to get at the eggs inside. So uh, I know there's like a bunch of fable connoisseurs screaming at us while we were discussing that, so I just wanted to uh, make that one a bit clearer.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. And again, uh, here's the song that's playing in my head. I am right. That's what plays in my head when (laughs) you tell me I was right.
1: Yeah, I recognise the chorus.
0: I'm glad we shared that moment.
1: All right, the other thing that I uh, thought we should revisit from last episode Mm -hmm. was your newfound obsession with the TV show Pretty Little Liars.
0: Should we revisit that? (laughs) Or should we just leave it alone to do as it likes?
1: I definitely think it's worth revisiting because uh, I'm I'm worried.
0: I, I disagree.
1: You, uh... I dissent. (laughs) At the start of the pandemic, one of the worries that your boyfriend brought up was that you guys would... Oh,
0: that we would give in to our darkest desires? Exactly.
1: And I feel like maybe... we
0: absolutely have.
1: We or specifically you?
0: Mostly me. But he's not helped.
1: <laughs> because you had come up with this whole um, schedule to avoid this, and uh, mm-hmm. now, you're I think like two weeks into Pretty Little Liars" being your go-to background show, you've been watching, by my calculations, four or five episodes every day since then. Mm-hmm. That's like you're over 50 episodes deep already.
0: Yeah, yeah, midway through season three. So, yeah, that would make me kind of, yeah, about 24 per season and then probably, yeah, yeah, 50, 55, yeah.
1: Is this not the so-called darkest desires that we were warned about?
0: <laughs> it's hard to know when you're deep in the dark desires. That was That's the problem. That's why the schedule was created because the desires, when you're in them, you enjoy it. That's the problem with desires.
1: Oh, yeah, everyone loves desires that's why they're desirable.
0: So obviously I'm going to say, no, I, it's fun. Why would we be worried about it? This is my best life. But past me might not necessarily agree with that. So current me says, I don't see the problem. Past me would definitely say, this is my greatest fear for you.
1: Exactly. It seemed like you were off to a good start. You had a whole schedule of, um, uh, let's do something creative. And I thought it was a little overzealous, to be honest. Like, there was several hours Ooh. worth of like yet to write or catch up with friends, exercise. Like it was a bit more regimented than I would have thought was necessary.
0: But now you see why it was necessary.
1: No, but I think the fact that it was so regimented is what has happened to uh, the schedule going off the rails. Because
0: No, I disagree. No, I think that the re- the more regimented, the more likely I am to stick to it. Definitely, it's because I slightly let myself off the hook that the downhill slide starts.
1: Well, this is what I, this is. I think the problem: if you let one thing slip, then you're like, "Well, I'm already off the track for today. I may as well just give in for the rest of the day and watch six more Pretty Little Liars."
0: <laughs> I think the major issue is the difference between the two lockdowns so this lockdown I've become a completely different person I've never been this person before in fact I (laughs) am a completely different person than I've ever been in my life and definitely very different
1: who am I talking to then
0: that's how it feels hey
1: how are you so different
0: Because first lockdown, we definitely kept to the schedule. I was learning French. I was learning guitar. I was learning to draw, making sure I was having regular catch up with friends, like doing my running and keeping up my samba. And we were kicking goals like up until like maybe August. And then the last two months, we just hit a U-turn where even the thought, Of me thinking about reaching out to ask someone, let's have a Zoom catch up. Not because they'll say no or anything, like just the effort involved in setting that up makes me want to cry.
1: And so instead, just any time it's like I could do this or I could see what the PTL are up to.
0: I think you mean the PLL.
1: PLL, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. the ga- Like if it's not happening directly in front of me right now and there's no consequences for not doing it, then I'm pretty much not doing it. And as you know, I'm always someone who's loved like catch-ups and been really proactive and trying to catch up with people you know, over Zoom and video games and stuff like that. That has fallen to the wayside. I don't think I've spoken to anyone in, in months.
1: Has your partner uh, also succumbed to his darkest desires?
0: Well, he's got a beard now.
1: Or does he not have time to? Because it's like, oh, I would have binged something on TV, but once again, I have to see what Pretty Little Liars episode is playing. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's obviously got priority.
0: (laughs) Again, yeah, he's grown a beard. We went swimming the other day, which was like... A huge endeavour because, again, it was something not occurring directly in front of me that involved no effort to get involved in. Yeah. And we actually had to, like, leave the house and get in the car, which was crazy. But anyway, we went swimming and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. I've never swum with a beard before.
1: (laughs) Did it add a lot of resistance? Is that the problem? He's like, oh, I'm so much less streamlined now.
0: Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? Like, how is it different? He's like, you can kind of just feel, like, the water, like, gently pulling on it. I was like, I can't relate, but there you go.
1: No, it's more like when afterwards, I think, like you can going to feel the water, like it kind of sticks in it a bit more than like just dripping off you normally. I feel like yeah, that's Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, this is a chat between you and him, but I guess he's a guy with, he's a beard guy now is his darkest desire. He's kind of given in to not shaving.
1: How big a beard? Is it like pretty thick or uh, more than mine, for instance?
0: Yeah, it's yours is patchier, but I feel like that's an insult. Definitely. Is it?
1: Well, I mean, I like use the uh, electric shaver, so it's like pretty even. (laughs) No, definitely no more beard oil.
0: No, when I mean patchy, I don't mean like some bits are thinner than others. I guess I mean yeah, it looks trimmed.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not the definition of patchy.
0: Again, I have not spoken to a human since I last spoke to you properly. English is failing you. I don't know that what words mean anymore.
1: (laughs) His is thicker, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. His a thicker. Yes, correct. Okay. But not necessarily longer.
1: I see. Well, uh, yep. are, is there any plans to get back on track or are we just fully off the schedule now?
0: Um, I don't know yet. Hey, check back in. <laughs> TBC. <laughs> you're,
1: just, you're just playing it by ear?
0: TVC. Well, I have to leave the house for work tomorrow, so hopefully that'll – it'll either shake me out of this or I'll come home and have to watch five hours in my leisure time because I've lost it during my work time.
1: Okay. Well, uh, yeah, watch this space, I suppose.
0: Much like I do, and that space is – the television
1: <laughs> yeah I was trying I, w- I would love to make just be dropping pretty little liars references all throughout this uh, conversation yeah, I, I know nothing about them. this show to do that
0: oh, okay yeah shame
1: the PLL crew was the closest I could do to that and even that and I got you wrong. didn't even get that right
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show
1: all right I'll take your word for it
0: there's intrigue there's romance
1: romance and intrigue (laughs) together at last finally
0: and there's intriguing romances
1: to continue this um this little journey through Mm -hmm. previously discussed topics one thing that has been close (laughs) to our heart on this podcast is the concept of the placebo button oh i
0: thought you were gonna say run chat
1: we'll get there don't worry okay because that's also also close close to our heart
0: yeah so the placebo button has been something that's come up often Yes, this is true. Go yeah. on.
1: And so that's for those who uh, don't remember, it's basically the idea that when you get to something like a crosswalk, does pressing the button. a button there just
0: so you feel like you're doing something, yeah. but does it's it actually not actually do anything. doing anything. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Or an elevator, like the closed door button, for instance. A lot of elevators apparently have that. It's disconnected. Up, you know. Yeah. It, it might light up, but that's all it does it just lights up to uh give you the impression that you're not just waiting for nothing yeah and so because of covid i uh noticed that throughout the city they have installed these new signs to indicate hey this is an automatic crossing you don't need to press the button
0: yeah i've seen those
1: and so uh I'll just read it. I took a photo. And so it says, this pedestrian crossing is automatic. There is no need to push the button between 5 a.m. and 12.30 a.m. Wait for the green signal before you cross. And I love it because it answers exactly our questions. It gives you like a time frame. Well,
0: sure. But has it always been like that or is that new because of COVID?
1: Well, when we first discussed this, like it's ingrained in my head now that they called this the scoot system. And it had some (laughs) weird acronym, like, you know, that stood for, you know, whatever. And it was exactly what they're talking about, that between certain times of day, it was automatic. And then... Uh, Yeah,
0: that it's just so many people are going to use it. It's pointless to have the button. Yeah. yeah. It just runs on a timer. But
1: then, like, I guess between uh, 12.30 and 5 a.m., it's like, well, it's Not enough people are using it
0: for it to be needing to be automatic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a good chance that if it was automatic... No
0: one's going to need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would just be holding up traffic for no reason, which it's good to have that confirmed.
0: Speaking of, though, when someone presses the pedestrian button and it's just like them and their dog and that stops you from driving, do you hate them?
1: No, I don't mind that. What I
0: I hate them. I know that I shouldn't, <laughs> but I get really mad. Like, in, so I don't do anything, just inside. I'm like, I hate you.
1: The problem I have is sometimes I'll press it And then I'll uh, just run across because there's no traffic.
0: Right. And then the people are stuck there for nobody.
1: Yeah. I always feel really guilty about that.
0: Well, I think that's why I hate the one man. Because they go and they're miles away before the lights turn back for me. And I'm like...
1: oh. Okay. So your issue is just when there's only one pedestrian.
0: Yeah. I'm like, risk your life. Stop holding us up. (laughs) <laughs> they should have a rule that like two <laughs> hands have to touch it In order for it to um, to make it work
1: Otherwise three what, you, hands. Just, you want them to sprint across all Best the lanes of, of traffic
0: Alright yeah, three hands have to touch it Or a child's hand I won't be too harsh A hand under the age of 18 <laughs> I'm fine with that But if it's an adult And you cross the road alone No, nah, dash, dash You should mate. be sprinting but what yeah. if it's
1: a very, like, heavily trafficked road and there's not really a gap in the traffic? Unlucky. You just have to wait until someone else comes along.
0: Walk on your side of the road. Where are you going in such a hurry? Or hand over <laughs> 65. i
1: exactly the other way. Uh, what's across the street?
0: A hand over 65 can also unlock it because I'm not that mean.
1: Or what if you've been Anyone like waiting? Anyone young or elderly. If you've been waiting, like, you know... Two minutes and no one's shown up. Is that enough time to? I
0: was gonna say thirty. Thirty minutes.
1: <laughs> Why is the people in the car so much more of a priority?
0: Because I'm fat and lazy, and I don't.
1: <laughs> and I don't ever cross the road.
0: <laughs> yes. Once I've chosen a side of the road, I stay on it.
1: <laughs> that's, okay. That can't be true. I don't believe this for. No, second. it's
0: true. Once I'm on a side of the road, that's my side of the road. I can't remember the last time I used traffic lights, to be honest.
1: If you're in the city, there's a lot of alleyways that are like essentially a single lane of traffic. And so I often will press the button and then there's no one coming that way. And so I just kind of like sprint across. That kind of situation, I am kind of with you. But there's also Mm -hmm. lanes of traffic around here that are like four lanes, so it's like if I have to dodge unlucky.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't live.
1: There. So you want everyone, you want every traffic light to have some kind of biometric scanner involved, yeah, where it can, um, like yeah, sense your determine thumbprint. the
0: age and yeah. like gender and so you've like got
1: everyone's like able-bodied factors. In, yeah, there's everyone's in a database, so it can be like, oh, you're uh, 17 That's years ben. old. And
0: he's 33, able-bodied. He'll he be can fine. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any problems.
1: No, none whatsoever.
0: I don't really know what you're concerned about here, Ben.
1: Uh, My concern was, all right, they've put Mm -hmm. up these signs on, uh, I wouldn't say every crosswalk, but a good percentage of them in the CBD. My issue is whenever there's not that sign, now Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this also an automated crosswalk?
0: Right. So now you need a sign that's like, Just so you know, this is not automated, is what you're feeling you need. Or put the
1: sign on every single one, because now I'm like, well, I know not to touch a handful of uh, these buttons, Mm -hmm. but there's so many in the city. They didn't cover all of them.
0: How do you feel about people that kick them?
1: I don't really care. I mean, they're sturdy. They're not going to break them.
0: I don't like them. Don't like those people. That's gross.
1: More gross than using your yeah, you yeah, know, COVID-infected fingers?
0: Yeah, I feel like it is. I don't know why. I just, again, I don't like kickers. But I have, I have kickers who are very close to me. Not my boyfriend. I feel like he would want me to defend his honour. But there is a kicker in my life and I frown upon them. But they continue their kicking ways. They're their own man.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, it does seem like a little uh, unnecessary. You know, I usually use my sleeve or my phone or something if I need to press it. I feel like there's a barrier there.
0: That's what your elbows are for. Uh,
1: I feel like I'm not washing my elbows as much as I'm washing my hands, though.
0: You don't eat food with your elbows either.
1: Yeah, I know. But like when I go out, I'm constantly uh, hand sanitizing. And when I come home, you know, like I'm I'm not eating out at the moment anyway. Like if I'm buying food while I'm out and bringing it back home, I'm definitely washing my hands and stuff. I'm not necessarily having a shower to wash my elbow afterwards.
0: No, I know. But how is any germ from your elbow going to get anywhere else? Like, what are you doing with your elbows?
1: Oh, you don't want to know.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was like, all right, fill me in. What's happening with your elbows that's so important?
1: I mean, if, if you're wearing like a hoodie or a long sleeve shirt or something, then yeah, mm-hmm. no big deal. But I wear a lot of t-shirts. Bare elbows feels weirder to me.
0: No, disagree.
1: Like I'm all for like the elbow bump when you're like greeting someone. But I would have to slather my elbows in hand sanitizer beforehand <laughs> oh or something. And I don't know. That seems a little unnecessary. These
0: seems, this definitely sounds like the protestations of a kicker. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't kick. No, it's not, my, it's not my move. I'm like wary about coronavirus, but I haven't got that far yet. What do you mean? There's other ways that don't involve kicking that I can cross the street, namely making use running. of these placebo buttons or, yeah, dodging. Well, or again,
0: not holding up traffic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. You mentioned Run Chat. I feel like it wouldn't be a uh, quarantine podcast without it. How have you been tracking in terms of running this week?
0: Yeah, poorly. I was hoping not to have Run Chat. I should have said something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean you shouldn't have? terribly. Yeah, I'm doing terribly. How are you going?
1: Have you just not been running this week at all? Is that the issue?
0: No, I have just badly. So my thing at the moment is I'm supposed to be doing sprints punctuated by like jogs, but my sprints are as fast as your jogging pace.
1: Yeah, but you know, don't compare yourself to a world-class athlete like myself. (laughs) (laughs) You got to go at your own pace.
0: Uh, I thought you were going to say, don't compare yourself to others. I'm like, that is my whole raison d'etre. <laughs> if I'm not comparing myself to others, then why am I living and breathing?
1: I mean, pick someone that you might actually have a shot of beating as a better motivation path.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I am my sprints are as fast as your normal jogs and I still couldn't do it over six kilometres today. So, poorly. thanks for asking.
1: I was wondering... Um, we uh, obviously have these mandatory masks that we have to wear.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say we have mandatory run chat. I'm like, we can drop it. That's fine.
1: <laughs> it's our podcast. We can do what we want.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: No, no. Uh, the masks in particular, are, at least in Melbourne, are mandatory while you're uh, out and about. However, the one time that you are allowed to take it off outside is when you're exercising.
0: yeah. And have we spoken about this before? Because today is one of those times where that rule became super murky. Because I was absolutely fucking dying after a couple... Like, I did two lengths of this sprint thing. And then the third one, I was like, I'm going to have to walk after this sprint. Yeah. And so I walked without a mask on, which is not allowed. But I was also like, I'll drop dead if I put this mask on.
1: So that's the question. Where does the line between exercise and just regular walking begin and end
0: uh if putting on the mask will cause your death (laughs) and I recently re-predicted it would
1: I feel like if uh you know an officer tried to call you out on it and you're like basically panting and unable to uh, get out a sentence because you've just finished running I feel like they would be oh okay, this is obviously a false alarm, especially if you've got the mask in your pocket and stuff. You're not going to get a fine for it. But there is the the fear... I mean, people
0: give me looks even when I'm running without one on. So I feel like there's no way to avoid being hated by the general public. I feel like the general public just hate me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a bit of that. I feel like a good chunk of uh, that is probably inside your head more than
0: inside anything. Inside my mind. <laughs>
1: Is this another uh, pop-punk f- song from the 20s? That, that you know, No, that's
0: um, from the 20s. I want to hear pop-punk from the 20s.
1: From our 20s is what I meant.
0: Uh, no, that's Phantom of the Opera.
1: Oh, I've never seen it.
0: Ah. Well, uh, you would have laughed just then if you had. Is it from the 20s? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. It's by Andrew Lloyd Webber who would be really <laughs> dead if he wrote it in the 20s. So I guess not. <laughs> Is it now? I feel like I've probably said something and again, Uh, the same people that love Jack and the Beanstalk would be like, oh my God, it's obviously by Elton John.
1: I know Phantom of the Opera is one of the longest running musicals, but... It
0: is indeed by Andrew Lloyd Webber.
1: Yeah, I know that much. As big fans of The Nanny, (laughs) that's where I get all my Andrew Lloyd Webber information from.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say he was on it. I was like, well, that like raises an eyebrow. Well,
1: he got name dropped a lot.
0: Because, I do?
1: yeah, Mr. Sheffield was like a Broadway producer or something like that. Right. So he, Andrew Lloyd Webber was like his arch nemesis, essentially.
0: Oh, right. Okay. His yeah. arch nemesis. What a great arch nemesis. Only your dad has topped that, really. My dad? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, because he was nemesis with um, Neil, deGrasse Neil deGrasse
0: Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's do you true. have a nemesis? Who's your nemesis?
1: Mm, I guess the closest... That you could uh, go with was a guy from high school that I just didn't get along with.
0: I yeah, don't... again, I've got that same thing. It's like, I've probably time to let that go now. I'm nearly in my mid 30s. Yeah,
1: exactly. But I do recall running into him because it was one of those, like, I thought maybe quite one sided rivalries and not even a rivalry. Like, I just mm-hmm. did not like this guy. And, like, years after high school, we bumped into each other on the train and. He was like, he was oh, like "I hey, ben. always loved
0: you, Ben. I'm so glad that we met no, up again."
1: The exact opposite. He's like, "Hey, Ben, still hate me?" <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Yep." And then we
0: kind of just went on our way. Oh my god, that's amazing! I yeah. thought you were going to say like that is such a funny thing to say as well. I feel like, why do you hate him? Because what a line!
1: Oh no, he was just like a dick to my girlfriend at the time, so. Uh, oh right, okay. I didn't like him for those reasons, but
0: okay, I thought if he was just like. I don't know why, but Ben hates me. Like, what a line when you see him again to be like, hey, still hate me? Yeah. Well, right, well, like,
1: it's not like I confronted him about it in school, but obviously I gave off enough bad vibes that he knew I hated him, <laughs> which was the desired effect. So I wasn't complaining.
0: <laughs> I mean, again, the closest I've ever come to having an nemesis, it does seem like something that happens in high school.
1: Well, you say that like Neil deGrasse Tyson and my dad went to high school together. They did not as far as I was aware.
0: No, no, not everybody. Like if you don't have a real nemesis, like Andrew Lloyd Webber and
1: Mr. Sheffield,
0: Mr. Sheffield and Neil deGrasse Tyson, like they're real rivalries. But if you're going, if you never make much of your life, which I haven't, (laughs) um, it seems like your most likely time to get a nemesis is high school because I had a high school nemesis.
1: What happened between you guys?
0: Nothing as exciting as that.
1: But Did they know that you guys were nemesis? Like, was it like a two-sided conflict?
0: Nah, I think I just internally hated them.
1: But were you jealous or did they do something to you? Yeah, I was or? super
0: jealous of them. They okay. were like super cool and I wasn't. So, <laughs> when I say nemesis, I mean stick to beat myself.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, back to run chat. We definitely got sidetracked yeah. there. I... uh I just wanted to know because of the fact that we uh, we're allowed to take the masks off when we're exercising and Mm -hmm. the line between exercise and just going about your, uh, I guess like post-exercise. No, no. Like more of like the uh, post-run cool down or even like mid-run trying to catch your breath kind of situation. Do you find that even though like if someone like a, you know, a police officer or whoever tried to uh call you out on it and you're like why they were like vicky why aren't you wearing your mask you could explain and i'm sure they would be like oh okay you were just catching your breath yeah. go about your business you're not going to get a fine or anything if you've got a valid explanation i feel like you really have to kind of go out of your way to flaunt that you're uh trying to avoid wearing it or something but just we don't want that conversation you know if you can avoid the Again, conversation i think you're
0: just describing my life which is you go to great lengths to avoid consequences that aren't real
1: yeah definitely <laughs> like,
0: like i go to great lengths to avoid being disliked by strangers i don't know who probably wouldn't <laughs> care is uh is my ethos yeah so anyway welcome to social anxiety chat
1: yeah <laughs> you, i mean the podcast must. we may as well just rename it social anxiety it would fit just as well but <gasps> Have you found that because of that, when you do have these kind of situations where it's like I'm running without a mask, I could slow down and catch my breath, but I don't want to have to go through
0: oh, that yeah. kind it's of ordeal. It's hugely motivational. Yeah. It's hugely motivational. Like today I was literally dying. Like I was, for me, running at your pace, the 6Ks an hour or whatever. No, not 6Ks an hour. Um, What is it? 6... Anyway, running at your pace, Yeah, I was like literally getting cramps in my stomach. But I was like, I don't want to stop because then I've got this awkward situation. So I was enduring little, literal physical pain just to avoid (laughs) being in this situation. And then when I did stop, I did everything I could to signal like, hey, I've just been running aside from like loudly announcing like, Woo, that was a hard one. Like, boy. (laughs) But aside from just doing that loudly for the minute I was walking, I was like, you know, doing like these ones, like the getting rid of the stretch, the getting rid of the stitch kind of walk and like the... Yeah. Like the kind of, you know, the I've just worked hard kind of arms on the hips. Like everything I was doing was like, boy, am I puffed. Like I looked like a bad stage actor trying to <laughs> act as, you know, like the scene has come in just as I've gotten home from a jog or something. Yeah, like yeah. a really like hamming it up actor.
1: No, I'm I'm with you. The tricky part there is one of the go-to moves in terms of trying to make it seem like you're exhausted after a run is like a big exhale, but that's definitely. Oh Yeah.
0: But that's what you, that's out. Yeah, that's definitely out. That's
1: going to get you even more bad looks as you, uh, <laughs> as you do it. Yeah. So you really got it. It's a fine line to toe is what I'm saying, but there's things like that, like the rules of like when you can and can't wear your mask or as we've talked about before, when the, uh, security is patrolling, the tan to try and uh, make sure that everyone is doing the right thing. These, I think, are, as you mentioned, like solid motivators to keep going or to even run faster that once this is all over, we're going to lose. Like, I know there's like apps like Zombie Run and stuff like that that make it seem like you're being chased by a horde of zombies. So you have to try and kind of outrate. Yeah,
0: though I was literally thinking about downloading that today because I was like, obviously a literal pandemic and like because the only thing that motivates me in life is social disapproval sure and even that seemingly like I said has stopped having its effect so I'm like (laughs) what's left will zombies tearing me limb from limb do what social disapproval can no longer do
1: yeah which is like a good idea for an app I just think that the fact that we know it's not real
0: people socially disapprove of how slow you are
1: oh yeah maybe that would be a better like if you In the app, there was a mode that you can change it from zombies to just a crowd of friends and family frowning at you.
0: Being like, oh my God, you're so slow. I thought you could do better than this, Ben. This is unbelievable.
1: Maybe that would be a better motivation for you.
0: All right. What if they had this guy from high school, right? This is my idea for an app. This is straight off the top of the dome. So help me refine it. But imagine, right? There's an app that helps you run faster and the idea is that your arch nemesis, this guy from high school or for your dad, Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> you put on some sort of VR glasses and he's always running slightly ahead of you.
1: That, that's a good motivator, I think.
0: That would work for me. if I, Not now because I don't think I've seen this person since high school, but at the time, like if yeah. she was in VR constantly ahead of me, I would be doing everything trying to bypass her. Like, especially if they're just ahead of you.
1: Right. Like, I feel like it would have to be augmented reality, not virtual reality. Because then you oh, can sorry, see, Oh, like, sorry.
0: That is what I meant. Yeah. You can yeah. see, like,
1: they're essentially, like, if you ever played a video uh, game... Well, this is why game, I come to
0: you for all these technical words, Ben.
1: Sure. If you ever played a video game with, like, a time trial,
0: mm-hmm. sometimes
1: there's, like, the mode with the ghost. The ghost so, you.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking of. Except yeah. it's your ghost enemy who's doing slightly better than you.
1: Well, even if you could see your own ghost, I think that would be awesome. Because nah. Yeah. <laughs> you no, want it to be someone that you ghosts. hate. <laughs>
0: yeah, if I can spend more time with someone that I hate, that uh, is my goal.
1: Yeah, so to explain the concept of the ghost, it's like it was. Here is your previous best lap, and they show you like the path that you took, so you can see. Okay, I'm ahead of my uh, past self by like a second at this point, or I'm behind by half a second at this point. So no, you can I don't care about my
0: post past self. You know how they say the only person you have to run is you? That's because no one ever ever thought the only person you have to run is your arch nemesis. Because that is more true. If I'm running faster yeah, sure. than my arch nemesis slash enemies, then that's all you really need. Why do I need to be faster than past me? Past me is not going to kill me. That's a good point. I don't have to like try and make other people think I'm cooler than past me.
1: <laughs> While we're uh, mm-hmm. on this trip down memory lane, a couple of episodes ago it turned into the after show, but you mentioned something that I said, Oh, we should bring that up on the show. And then we never did. So I feel like just okay. to satisfy those uh, handful of people who were like that, like talk about that. You mentioned your friend. No one's
0: like that. <laughs> I'm
1: like that. I'm like, I want to hear this story. Ah. You mentioned that your friend once had to tell you that your house was on fire.
0: Oh, (laughs) did I not? I was just texting that same friend. Did I never tell that story? It's not much of a story, really. I feel like you're much more interested in it than you need to be.
1: Well, it just seems like the kind of thing that you should be aware of. If my house is on fire, I feel like I would probably know before anyone else, let alone have to be told about it.
0: (laughs) So my house, my friend lived literally across the road. And at the time, was like pretty much my best friend. And we're still good friends, but obviously once they move away, you don't have that kind of stranger things street kind of vibes. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure.
0: So, yeah, they used to literally live across the street from me and um, they rang me in like the middle of the night and I answered the phone and I was like, why are you calling me? And they were like, is everything okay? I was like, I think so. Yes. I mean, it was better before you rang <laughs> um, because I was asleep. <laughs> And they were like, oh, because there's heaps of fire trucks outside of your house. Like, can you not hear them? And I was like, guess not. So I got up and left the house. And yeah, our uh, apartment block was on fire.
1: And so you could hear the phone call, but not the fire trucks? I guess so. And so what happened? It was just one of your neighbors that had set their apartment on fire or something.
0: I'm not sure. Actually, I can't really remember because I was like so groggy. And it was like the middle of the night. But, yeah, I think, like, part of the roof was on fire, I want to say.
1: Jeez. And uh, were they trying to get people out of the building or you just thought you should leave as a precaution?
0: Well, once I was out, like, because the fire alarms and stuff were going off. So, yeah, once I was out, they were like, everybody stand here while we, like, work out what's going on. I don't think we were at major, like, risk of anything happening. It was just more like, you know, how seriously fire people take fire yeah, um,
1: <laughs> always uh, being overprotective about it. I don't know what their deal is.
0: They're like, oh, we don't want to send people in to save you if, you know, <laughs> if uh, if it's real. Yeah, I'm you like, might oh, burn
1: to death, blah, blah, blah.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Not only might you might burn to death, like someone of ours might have to burn to death to save you. I was like, oh, fair enough. So, yeah, we had to like corral why they, I guess, put it out or worked out what was going on, but... Yeah, so I guess I heard the phone more than the fire alarms and the sound of multiple fire trucks out the, side of my, out the front of my house.
1: Yeah, that is slightly worrying because it does sound like you're in a very deep sleep, but I guess you're specifically attuned to your ringtone. You're like, oh my God, someone wants to talk to me, I have to answer right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, because again, what's more likely to be an interesting conversation?
1: Yeah, your, um, your social anxiety once again manifests in such a way that you're like oh i have to answer this phone call in the middle of the night now more than hey these blaring sirens and the smell of smoke in my apartment maybe there's something wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh no i'm glad uh i'm glad you got out okay
0: it was a while ago but thank you it was like possibly over 10 years ago oh
1: then i don't give a shit
0: yeah i thought that's what you'd say i
1: Wish you would have died in in the fire.
0: Yeah, that's what you that should be the standard greeting for an accident that happened only the over ten years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) So in ten years from now, you can say, I wish you died in that car accident. No, it's dark.
1: (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be fine with that. Oh, okay. Well, I guess as long as we know where the line lies. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe it's like if you couldn't if you weren't that close to actually dying, then it's fine.
1: Yeah, okay, you feel like the car accident was potentially too lethal, so uh, <laughs> it sounds more real?
0: Yeah, I don't know, like, it was already the worst, we don't need to, maybe, again, it's too fresh, maybe in 10 years I'll be like, huh, all right, put a pin in it. this, add it, add it into your diary, nine years from now, because it's been about a year, yeah. check in with me and see, like, would it be okay now? if I said to you, Vicky, I wish you died in that car accident because it's too soon for me. I'm like, oh, that hits different. But maybe I would have felt that way a year after that fire. It's just been so long.
1: I'm going to get the weirdest notification in Be nine like, years. ask Vicky like-
0: if okay.
1: Yeah, I'm like, what is this? You what had does this died mean?
0: in a fire.
1: Yeah, I'll have to really spell it out and say, like, all right, go back to in episode, episode whatever 220. Yep. We talked about this potentially being hilarious. Let's see if that panned out. Well,
0: I don't know if it's hilarious, but just is it okay? Like, Less can dark, I? Ex- then. Yeah, that's right. Like, I said it out loud, and I was saying it to myself. Like, obviously, I don't mean it, and I was like, oh, I wouldn't like. Yeah, it and that. yet you
1: feel like <laughs> saying it out loud still could manifest something
0: <laughs> no it's not like it can manifest something it was just like oh I act ugh, too real fair enough so uh yeah let, um, but again like my, in 10 years time I probably won't remember it I think people are, tr- are correct I don't know I haven't been through as much as many people in life but tragedy plus time equals comedy or at least indifference
1: Yeah, well, I mean, maybe more time. Maybe it's like nine years till you get to indifference and then another 10 on that and you get to the comedy. It's
0: hilarity. Well, Yeah. yeah, like I tore my Achilles in like 2016 or 17. And at the time I was like, this is the absolute worst thing that's happened to me. I hate it so much and I'll never like forget this pain. And now I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, but is that the same as laughing at it or it's just the memory has dulled? Maybe you think it wasn't that bad because you hit your head in a car accident.
0: <laughs> <I'd> forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, We're this still is seeing also are the true.
1: repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, hitting your head, you uh, asked me a question during the mm-hmm. week that I, did. I thought was worth discussion on the podcast. Randomly out of the blue, maybe you remember what prompted this, but...
0: I sure don't, because I know where you're going and I don't remember.
1: You just texted me, have you ever fallen out of bed? And it really brought me back to one very uh, specific incident where when I was a kid, I had bunk beds. Mm -hmm. And there's one of those railings on the side that basically... It's It's almost like a hospital bed. Yeah. So it's like the ladder kind of clipped onto the side of the bed to become a railing. So really, you shouldn't be able to fall out of bed because Mm -hmm. falling out of a bunk bed... A lot worse than falling out of a regular-sized bed, right?
0: Yes, I agree. I I can support that.
1: For years, I was uh, sleeping in this bunk bed, no problem.
0: Why were you sleeping in a bunk bed for years?
1: Uh, Initially, we got it because my aunt moved in with us, so she took my sister's room and me and my sister had to sleep in bunk beds.
0: Oh, right. I thought you were bunking with your aunt. I was like, what a story.
1: (laughs) No, no. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. I was like, but you know, you're when... on
0: hard times when you your like nephew is on the top bunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She hadn't hit quite to... that level of rock bottom. Maybe uh, the yeah. uh, step before it.
0: What's above rock bottom? Like seabed bottom?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe like dirt bottom. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> moving in with your sister's not that bad, but yeah, having to sleep in a bunk bed with your nephew is quite bad
1: yeah and so we were really young maybe like I'm guessing like four or five years old oh
0: right? right so you're like it would have either been like a fun adventure or like barely rated at that stage yeah
1: but like I had that bunk bed for a long time afterwards like I might have slept in it for a decade because it's like well it's still a bed it works why would I <laughs> get a new one even after my uh I don't remember out?
0: this bunk bed so, you must so maybe have I, I must have rid gotten of rid of it before, I, before I turned
1: like thirteen, fourteen. 15, yeah, yeah. But so let's say I was about like eleven years old when this happened. I'm wow, uh, on the that's top so bunk. late
0: to be falling out of bed.
1: People can fall out of bed.
0: <laughs> I find that so strange because the reason why it came up, I think, I don't remember the exact reasoning, but I don't know unless again someone out there can like troll through the history of the podcast or like my diaries or like artworks pre blow to the head I don't know that I've ever fallen out of bed that is so bizarre to me
1: why just because you feel like you know how to sleep at this point
0: like yeah like okay maybe (laughs) if you're really young but like at 11 years old why are you falling out of bed what's going on with you
1: I feel like there's got to be people who toss and turn a lot in their sleep and just roll out I don't think That's it's so just weird. a young kid's thing. And like I guarantee you when people start drinking as well, it probably uh, spikes because it's like a new thing that you're like sleeping off the alcohol and then all of a sudden you roll out of bed. It
0: just blows my mind. I mean, again, maybe it's happened, but I don't recall ever falling out of bed, ever. I've actually slid off the top. Um, I, mean, I don't know if this is worse. I slid off the top of a bunk bed face first, but I was awake at the time. <laughs> <laughs> is that dumber or...
1: I would say so, yeah, because I was unconscious when this happened to me.
0: <laughs> well I was unconscious after.
1: Yeah, I would believe that. <laughs> okay. I don't
0: think I was actually. We'll
1: get to we'll get to yours in a second. But anyway, yeah, I'm on the top bunk. I uh just somehow during the night I positioned my body in a way that I could get around this uh barrier. Cause it didn't go the full length of the bed, so there was like a little bit of a gap. But it was like pretty small, like I must have really been having like a weird dream or something to essentially wriggle to one end of the bed and slide (laughs) through it and I woke up in midair and like there's only, I don't know, like a second where you're falling but it was enough to jar me awake (laughs) so I had the thought, oh shit, this is gonna suck and then thud like I hit the floor (laughs) I love
0: that you woke up mid kind of fall because that's quite funny because now I only just remember this story but mine was seeing the floor rapidly approaching was horrifying
1: yeah well uh I had a similar situation on trampoline where I fell off face first and didn't have enough time to uh brace myself before I hit the ground and yeah you you have like that moment where time slows down and you're just like well this is gonna suck and (laughs) there's nothing I can do about it except for essentially brace my impact with my forehead
0: Uh, yeah like here comes the ground there's no even like brace the impact with my forehead because I could have braced in any way I would have like done this or something but it was just like here comes the ground
1: yeah so you don't even have time to get your
0: hands in front of your face what
1: do you remember why you fell out of bed
0: uh I was just like so I was on like a holiday camp like when i was a kid i used to really like going away like to summer camps for a couple of weeks and like fortunately for my parents i guess hopefully they weren't expensive but like they were both working full-time so i'm imagining it worked
1: i'm sure they were like fuck yeah we get rid of vicky for two weeks
0: well exactly downside they had to tape every episode of home and away so i didn't fall behind
1: it's a small price to pay (laughs)
0: <laughs> just so i had 30 hours of television when i got back you know how important <laughs> that is to me how long were
1: these summer camps
0: no i'm joking
1: That was a oh, joke. okay
0: i don't know if you're acquainted with the concept of humor yet but something we try on the show no I, I
1: would have believed it if it was like we're sending vicky away for like the whole eight week summer holidays i think it's it was like, like two
0: or three weeks yeah okay. maybe not even that long like to a kid two or three weeks is probably like three days you know
1: also, in those days, Home and Away was churning out seven-hour episodes. So That's right, <laughs>
0: yeah. When Free-to-Air TV was at its peak, every show lasted for a workday. I don't know if people remember that, but that's the way it was.
1: <laughs> you really had to get those um, those long play tapes that you could uh, tape it like super slow-mo.
0: Yeah, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so I don't remember it that well. I mean, Kel Breeze, I knocked myself out. But um, (laughs) there, for some reason, was a garbage bag on the top bunk. Like maybe we were like packing up or like setting up something or like making uh, decorations in the room. So I was laying on a garbage bag and then like I was talking, leaning over the edge on the garbage bag, like an idiot, but I was like 10, um, talking to someone beneath me and then I just like slid off.
1: Because the garbage bag was like slippery
0: yeah I mean, I wasn't like covered in baby oil or anything, like I think, and again it happened so slowly, but fast enough there was nothing I could really do about it
1: yeah yeah, ouch, and yeah. so did you actually like knock yourself out or you kind of just were in pain for the rest of the afternoon?
0: um uh, I don't think I knocked myself out. that would have been pretty dramatic. no, I just like was on the floor, like the- kids
1: are resilient, they bounced out
0: <laughs> literally,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, everyone is always like, "Oh, were well, you dropped as a child?" And it's like, "Well, I fell as a child." <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: that's what kids no do. No one right? had to drop me. I did yeah. it all myself.
1: <laughs> like, I'd be surprised if you got through all of childhood and you didn't have one of these kind of stories.
0: With zero concussions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I
0: know. Like when I had the car accident. Actually, speaking of that, they were like, "Have you had any concussion- concussions before?" I was like, "I'm in my mid-thirties, like, probably." Yeah, are we supposed to be keeping track? <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right before we sign off while we're on the topic of uh, major head injuries <laughs> i feel like this is a good segue into our advice segment perfect this is the uh the segment where we basically uh, help redditors out with their uh weirder problems and uh i'll just dive straight into this one which is uh the Name of the thread was, I met my ex on a subway after six years and pretended to have retrograde amnesia. Need help.
0: Ah, I've got a lot of advice. I'm pretending to have lost your memory after hitting your head.
1: That's right. I knew I was talking to the experts. Expert.
0: (laughs) Yes, I've been exported from the nation of people (laughs) with uh, amnesia.
1: I know this sounds idiotic, but please don't judge. I didn't have any choice as I was caught completely off guard. She was the first woman I'd been with, and probably the only person I'd ever loved. She left me when we were twenty-two for the reason that I was basic, not cool enough, or didn't understand Twitter, which I think was stupid.
0: Damn, sounds like something my nemesis would do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the most twenty-two-year-old reason that I uh, can think of for breaking up. It's like you don't what know did what Twitter I do. Is. Yeah, <laughs> learn your social media, you basic bitch. It's like oh fuck. <laughs>
0: what's the dumbest criticism your partner has had of you
1: like one that I was like well there's nothing I can do about that or I don't really care to change it something like that
0: yeah or just like I didn't even know people cared about that
1: I don't know like the the things that come to mind I feel like a valid (laughs) criticism I don't think there's been too many people
0: you're getting pretty good feedback from your partners that's good yeah so, there's been, never been like a, oh, you chew so loudly or like...
1: I mean, there probably was, but it obviously didn't affect me enough that <laughs> I have retained that information. Yeah. Why? Is there something that you can think of? Nah. We're just obviously, you know, people just break up with us before they want to confront us with these uh, minor issues.
0: I mean, maybe mine is like when you criticize me, I respond with explosive anger or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. Dan. I was.
0: Why would you say that?
1: (laughs) No, no, no reason, no reason. reason. (laughs) I was completely devastated, was in breakup blues for almost a year, had to change city and get a new job. Eventually I got better, had a few flings, but didn't date anyone all the time, all this time. It happened yesterday evening. I was in the subway slash metro on my way to a friend's place. I just gazed up to see what was the next station and out of nowhere she passed by me and it felt like all the bones in my body cracked at the same time.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Also, I'm Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. No, not Bruce Willis, <laughs> That's right.
1: the other one. I want to say Morgan Freeman that I know. Thank Samuel you. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson.
0: Is it Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Can I just re-say the joke and you'll edit that out? or?
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Worse was when she recognized me. I didn't know what to do, what to say. She just manifested there out of nowhere. Still as pretty as she was back then. She asked. Also, she knows was...
0: magic now. <laughs> she can apparate.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. She asked how I was doing, and all I could say was, Do we know each other? Are you serious? She said, I pointed to the scar on my forehead, which I got in an accident about two oh years ago. Oh my God.
0: Ago. Is this Harry Potter <laughs> talking about, like, Hermione or something? It
1: could be. She it apparated say into the room was... and
0: pointed to my lightning <laughs> scar.
1: Yeah, it doesn't say what shape the scar was, but, uh, maybe it was harry potter i don't know uh <laughs> she pointed to the scar on my forehead which i got in an accident about two years ago and told her and he uh, it's a bit like confusingly written but he's basically yeah, saying he's had a she, head pointed, she pointed she <laughs> pointed to the yeah right she pointed to his scar mm. and he told her i don't remember much things before the accident uh she just stared at me for at least a minute both of us were quiet Then she introduced herself and asked if I want to catch a movie this weekend and gave her number. I said I'll call, but I'm not sure what kind of situation I've got myself into. (laughs) Uh, Thanks Reddit for the advice. It's just a lie that I said yesterday, but I think the story behind it made it a bit flimsy, I guess. It's not something that I can go and talk uh, to anyone about in detail without looking like an idiot. That's why I chose this platform. So uh, as someone who's an expert in retrograde amnesia, what would you do?
0: So it's the love of his life and he wants to see her again.
1: Yeah, and she's basically uh, given him a green light to at least catch up again. He wants to rekindle, but now he's also starting this version 2 of this relationship on the dumbest lie ever.
0: I guess just be like, "Oh my gosh." I think stick with the lie if she's interested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see, this is well, uh- I just felt
0: like you were saying too often my my advice is like, break up or be honest. So I'm, I'm trying to come kind of out of left field for you. Uh, yeah, well, stick this with is the direct lie.
1: Opposition to what we uh, talked about last episode. I was saying stick with the lie, and you were like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> well,
0: you you're not. Now you're doubling down. To, yeah, well, I have retrograde amnesia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't remember why I said that. Oh, no, you, sure enough, You asked me to kind of switch it up, and here I go. Stick with the lie, see her a couple of times. If it's just a friendship, be like, oh, you know, whatever, it's just a friendship and you can be like, oh, I'm slowly getting my memory back. Or if she's interested in you again, pull like a power move that suddenly, like the first time you guys get intimate, like my memories come back, you've unlocked. That's,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's what I like was your Like your love
0: has unlocked my like lost memory.
1: Yeah, in these um like Snow White type you know, Disney films there's always like a kiss that it brings everything back. Is that is that the play where it's like, oh my God, like you've helping me regain my memory through the power of love.
0: Yeah, that is the play.
1: We'll go the Disney film route. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that can backfire.
0: Thanks. Do you have anything? Uh...
1: Well, my question is, if you want to play that game, do you have to get everyone else in your life to go along with it? Like, do you have to say, oh, just say your roommate or your friend or something is going to, see this girl when she comes over before you go out to the movies. Do you have to let them know, hey, if she mentions anything about my head injury and amnesia, just roll with it.
0: Continue with more lies. So I would be like, look, when I came out of it, I didn't really recognise everyone and everyone got so upset by that. I kind of just pretended to know what was going on and caught up as much as I could. So they wouldn't even really, like they would barely remember probably.
1: Yeah. So you get everyone else to lie for you. No, no, no. You you
0: don't, you don't need to get them to lie. So, you know, if I saw you in 10 years and you were like, Oh, like, Hey, it's me. And I'm like, Oh, I had an accident, you know, five years ago. don't remember. And you came and saw my partner. I wouldn't get him to lie. And if you were like, why doesn't your partner seem to remember this hideous car accident taking away your memory? I'd be like, yeah, I woke up after it. And a lot of my friends and family were around. It's a pretty big accident and I didn't recognize anyone. And when I, sort of started to make that clear everyone got so upset I pretended to just play along and know who they were and slowly tried to just quickly catch up as much as I could so they wouldn't know but yeah when I first woke up I didn't know anyone but obviously I was like well that must be my mom (laughs) and that must be my brother and kind of pieced it together without telling them because it upset everybody so much
1: you had to rigorously study to uh, get caught up on your own backstory
0: Yeah, or, like, pick a dead relative and be like, it really upset my great-grandma so much that, because she's not going to say that's not true, that, you know, my great-grandma was there when I woke up. She was the first one, and I didn't know who she was, and it upset her so much that she kind of filled me in on the family so no one else would have to go through what she'd been through.
1: (laughs) Now, it seems like because this is one of the uh, most thinly veiled lies that I've ever heard. Mm. She probably doesn't believe him.
0: And yet she wants to see him again.
1: Well, maybe she's like, this guy's suddenly very interesting because he thinks that I'm a complete moron.
0: (laughs) Well, then in that case, keep it up because she obviously likes lies.
1: My my question is, just say you're in her position. Some guy's gone like, oh, sorry, I don't remember you, but we're going to catch up for a coffee or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm how long into this lie would it take for you to start coming around to the fact that, oh, he's actually, maybe he actually does have amnesia because otherwise any sane person would have dropped this ruse weeks or months ago. Like if he kept it up for a full like 12 months and it's like, I insist, I just, I don't remember anything after this accident. Would you start to be like, well, maybe it's he, maybe he's telling the truth because why lie at this point?
0: Yeah, I don't know because I have gone the other way where I've known people who told me like a really outlandish story and I was like, okay, bro, like I'm sure you're just exaggerating or like, okay, yeah, yeah whatever. And then it's turned out to be true. So I don't know. Like I've been bitten too many times going the other way that I'd probably just buy it.
1: Yeah. And if you're like honest about every other thing in your life then it will really help you back up this claim as well
0: or what you could say is the more time I spend with someone the more of them comes back to me so a lot of my life has come back to me and like obviously in the first days my mum and stuff are around a lot so a lot of my family would barely even notice because a lot of them came back really early but I haven't seen you at all and I haven't had any reminders of you and if anything I barely think of you because I've so moved on. (laughs) Um, that I just don't find that you've come back I think that's going to be a good way
1: yeah maybe that's it like she's now intrigued because it's like well I thought this guy was pining away for me all these years Mm. but now she can't bear the thought that he has completely uh, forgotten about their time together and she's like well I'm gonna make you remember I'm so that's what I would you, go with. I'd be like, yeah. the more
0: time I spend with somebody, the more of them kind of comes back for me. So, yeah, obviously my, my family would barely notice because they were there in the early days, so a lot came back fast. But I've had no reminders of you. You you were you were not part of my life in any way and no one ever mentions you. And
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like you can appeal to a vanity. but Yeah, that's like, exactly what like, I'm saying. Like, you yeah. were
0: so meaningless to me. I, that's exactly what I'd say. I'm essentially advocating negging. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about myself, but you can probably assume it's bad.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. One more before we head off then. I think my 46-year-old male wife, 21 female, scammed me into buying five Pelotons.
0: Whoa. But also, if you're 46 and looking for marriage advice on Reddit...
1: Especially if your wife is like half your age as well. Oh,
0: I didn't notice that. Okay.
1: Yeah, she's 21, he's 46, so... Mm. You've That's got a red more flag as well. issues
0: going on, but okay. We're Sadly, here to help, not to judge, so let's uh We can judge Yeah, it's true.
1: Sadly, the title is exactly what occurred, I think. Huh. My wife is from Moldova. Up until now, I thought she was the absolute perfect woman. She's beautiful, makes me feel alive and excited, has a great sense of humor. She laughs even at jokes she doesn't understand due to the language barrier, which I find cute. When I first went to Moldova, so there's someone out there that
0: finds that cute. That's good, (laughs) because I often laugh at jokes I don't get, just because I'm like, well, everyone's laughing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you just don't want to seem like you uh, don't understand.
0: Well, I don't think I think about it that hard.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Like,
0: just everyone's laughing. You kind of doesn't it? Isn't that the whole idea of canned laughter? That like, if everybody else is laughing, you probably just do without. Consciously thinking about it Well I
1: guess it depends If it's like In a group situation Or just Yeah one-on-one. that's more what I
0: meant Like in a group yeah. situation I'll often laugh And then they'll be like Oh what do you think Vicky I'm like I don't know I didn't even hear what you said I was just kind of Unconsciously triggered to laugh
1: Yeah Adam Hills has a good bit about that Where he talks about I think going to like The Netherlands Or something like that mm-hmm. And he was telling All these jokes about Like references To I guess like stores And things that they didn't Have over there Oh damn and People were laughing, so he didn't understand that they just didn't understand his references until someone approached him after the show going, hey, what the hell does this mean? And he was like, well, why were they laughing if uh, they didn't get the references? And the guy was like, well, they understood that they were jokes. (laughs) So I think that just happens. It's like you uh, just feel like, oh, well, he obviously paused. That's where the punchline is. I will laugh now.
0: But it's not like I think it through where I'm like, better laugh or no one will know that I know what's going on or, like, I'll look like a a dummy or, like, oh, I better make him feel better. It's just, like, everyone's laughing. You kind of just laugh. And then if someone was to be, like, what did you think? I'd be, like, fuck, I kind of just innate. Like, I wonder if it happens with, like, monkeys and stuff that if, like, some monkeys start laughing, all the monkeys start laughing.
1: There's probably something to it. I feel like a monkey's <laughs> sense of humor is much more uh, physical based though. So they probably there's probably very few monkey jokes that the other monkeys don't get.
0: <laughs> it's
1: like that monkey like You don't you think know, there's
0: monkey witticisms?
1: No, like it's more like the monkey scratches his ass and then like smells his finger and then they all <laughs> okay. like fall down laughing. It's So it's, no one's like, one's... What's
0: the deal with airplane bananas?
1: yeah I mean I'd I'd be surprised if you have to explain any monkey jokes to a monkey but I could be wrong I don't speak monkey
0: that's a quote (laughs) anyway so there's people out there that would find me cute that's positive because yes I do laugh at jokes even if I don't know what's going on yeah this is what she's doing without me even realizing so that's positive anyway go on
1: when I first went to Moldova two years ago to bring her to America for the K-1 visa, her parents told me that it's a tradition in their culture that if the groom comes from another country, they need to buy a luxury gift for the parents of their choosing.
0: I think I said it has to be a Peloton. I'm like, mm, can't be that old.
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's a <gasps> two-year-old tradition. Yeah. However, the catch is the gift needs to be multiplied by the amount of decades that the marriage would last realistically (laughs) speaking i'm slightly older than my wife so i've said let's get them four gifts because i don't see myself living for 50 more years but they told me even though are unlucky and displeases balau a folklore creature in their tradition
0: the guy with the amnesia story needs the help of this girl yeah maybe because she's good at thinking on her feet so i think we need to hook these two up
1: (laughs) of course my wife backed them up on this and said it needs to be five gifts now, I'm not rich. I've been divorced twice already, and I have some money, but definitely not millions lying around. I hope that a luxury gift in Moldova would be something like a goat. Turns <laughs> out they requested a Peloton. Well, five of them. I balked at this because it's about 14k.
0: Sorry, in my mind I heard like borked, instead of like bolted. Like,
1: <laughs> they said it's what they requested. I asked why they needed five and they cited folklore, but didn't explain why they actually needed five (laughs) exercise bikes. Well, then it became a hard no for them if I didn't get them a stationary bike. So I did, even though I warned my wife that this meant a much smaller wedding. She said we would elope and didn't care. Well, some time has gone by and by coincidence, I happen to have made a friend from Moldova online since then. I told my friend about the. What Peloton do you mean by coincidence? Gifts.
0: Where is this guy? I've never met someone from Moldova.
1: I mean, maybe that's why it's such a big coincidence.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, where is this guy meeting all these people from Moldova?
1: Yeah, just uh, hanging out in a lot of uh, chat rooms, I guess.
0: Yeah, like Moldova chat or something. <laughs> Talk about your favorite small European kingdom. Is it a kingdom? Yeah. I don't know. Is
1: it? Let's go with yes.
0: It seems like one of those countries that they would have in a movie like The Princess Diaries where it turns out you're the queen of it. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, my extent of my Moldovan knowledge is basically from Eurovision. I know they play a significant part in that and that's about Mm it.
0: Well, I know they used to be in the USSR. That's all I know about them.
1: I told my friend about the Peloton gifts and she told me this is not a Moldovan tradition. She said my wife and her parents scammed me. I asked my wife what her parents did with the bikes and she said they sold them because keeping luxury gifts in the house also torments the demon and brings (laughs) me fortune. I've completely lost my trust in her and I'm wondering how I can even move forward with this relationship. She still denies scamming me, but apparently her parents are now living in a better house, probably laughing at me. I feel (laughs) so used and humiliated, not sure what to do. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like a scam. I am... Just researching Moldovan folklore right now, and uh, yeah, so it pretty legit. Yeah. I actually am. And what are you finding about the uh, demon Balor?
0: Oh, I didn't look that up, but it seems like folklore is like a pretty big thing there.
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of folk tales about peloton exercise equipment. Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Well,
0: Fat Frumos is one half of the most romantic couple present in a number of fairy tales. So I wouldn't be surprised that, you know.
1: Yeah, they, uh, they do things differently over there, I guess, is yeah. what we're learning. And if that means that you have to buy five exercise bikes. But it also
0: says social relations in urban and rural areas differ. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was like from a more rural area where they're more traditional or like, closer yeah. to Romania. And that's, that's why the other what... one doesn't know about it.
1: Yeah, that that must be what the uh, where the communication breakdown must be happening.
0: Well, I wouldn't because, be surprised uh, because if you think about like Outback Australia and all of the stuff that you see on American TV shows about what it's like to live in Australia, if someone asked you that without ever seeing that show, you'd be like, no way.
1: Yeah, whereas like you can't go five meters in Central Australia without running into a bunyip and uh, a billabong. <laughs>
0: I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but like, even like when people are like, oh my God, like you guys have the most deadly snakes. It's so terrifying. Everything in Australia can kill you. I'm like, not, it's not like that every day in the city.
1: No, it's like every other day that you have to dodge a (laughs) dangerous creature.
0: But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like. Yeah, it's a
1: different lifestyle. Definitely. Yeah,
0: exactly. I feel like, yeah, that could be the, uh, the issue. I'm on her side.
1: Uh, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can email me, Ben, at InsaneRamblings.net.
0: You can reach me, Vicky, at InsaneRamblings.net.
1: Podcast at InsaneRamblings.net will find us also.
0: You can find us on Facebook, facebook Facebook.com slash InsaneRamblings for behind-the-scenes little tidbits, shareables, and to communicate directly with us.
1: Listen on Spotify or uh, iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe and have every episode downloaded automatically. Away, sea boat. Can I just like ask before we get too far? Can you move the mic stand just like slightly? That's like not, not in the middle of your face. It's like really weird. Like you're hiding behind it or something.
0: Oh shit! I forgot you're even like watching. I forgot that we had. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like you look like you look like a Teletubby, and first of all, with this like bright yellow hoodie and. I can just see, like, the two sides of your head behind this microphone.
0: <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah, that's better. Like,
0: I forgot it was even a video call, so. <laughs>
1: no, I was watching. Well, I was trying to watch you, but I was mostly watching a microphone stand <laughs> as you gradually moved it more and more into frame. <laughs> Insane
0: Ramblings.